Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Marvel Cinematic University, the podcast that talks about everything in the Marvel Cinematic Universe in such a way that we're taking you to school. You get the pun. Uh, I'm your co-host, Jay Christie, joined as always by the great Anthony Canton III. Anthony, how are you? It's amazing that we got to the end of this. Excited to begin this journey talking about the finale with you guys. Absolutely. Also joining is Jerome Chang. Jerome, how are you? I'm doing great. I can't believe we got here. Yes, just want to shout out Jerome's sweater. He's wearing a, or is it a, maybe it's a long sleeve T-shirt of NBA Jam Classic. He's always got the best shirts. Um, it's yeah. a it's oh. it's a real one of a kind throwback with uh, Kyle Lowry and Ka- uh, Kawhi Leonard on it. Yeah. Wow, Ta- real time capsule. Uh, <laughs> speaking, I was going to say speaking of time capsules, but there's no time capsules in this episode. We're talking the Wandavision <laughs> finale. It's called. It, I mean, the whole season itself is a time capsule, and how it captures yes. different moments. That yeah. that is true. That is true. There we go. Now, first and foremost, let's talk about it. How there are a lot of opinions on the finale, but I think we all can agree it's honestly awesome that they called their shot and they just called this episode the series finale. I think that's great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I really do. Um, it is pretty amazing to think about what they tried to do here and what I think that they accomplished uh, for the most part when they set out to do this show and, you know, reading some of the interviews after the fact, um, it was pretty clear that they had a certain mission and a certain tone that they wanted to set with this show. And I really feel like for the majority of it, they accomplished it. I thought it was, I thought it was just really well done. It's hard to do TV like this specifically, mm-hmm. and especially when you're trying to call back on some nostalgia things. Mm-hmm. It's not going to hit with everybody necessarily, but I thought they had the right mix of stuff yeah. ultimately that I think made this show a success. And I think that, and while my prompt was literally just to joke about how they called the last episode of the series finale, <laughs> that was literally all I meant. But I, I honestly, you great insight as always, honestly. But I think the thing that oh, I really appreciate about the show, and I've talked about this before, and I think this is honestly kind of why so many people were felt let down by the finale is because even though there was a serialized story, WandaVision very specifically was not trying to be like a six hour movie. It was trying to be a television show where there's beginnings and that there's a story that went out, but there's beginnings and endings and everything. And the things you try to accomplish in television are different than movies. Specifically, TV is so much more character driven, which is why I think this finale, although I have issues, although there are issues, and uh, we'll talk about why that happened because of COVID and all that. But I think Mm -hmm. it is, you can't say it's like a disappointment in terms of the story because. Whereas a movie is often about the fate of the world or something cosmic and large, the thing that makes TV special is that it's about the characters. And Jerome, I want you to talk a little bit about how um, how you felt like this finale generally, how it left the characters and how it did or didn't accomplish what the show set out to do with them. Um, I think, I think for the most part, it did what it needed to do, especially because uh at its core when you start off it's wandavision so it's wandavision so for a wandavision story it does the story perfectly um i think where it gets a little shaky and how it tries to tie a lot of loose ends but also leave enough breadcrumbs for how it moves forward is like all the characters that it introduces um throughout it and uh i think we're all very excited at the prospect of just like all these new characters monica most notably um but I would say, and I don't know, this is like probably more of a larger look back at the season thing, which I can talk about at some point. Um, I would say the tie up in this one, 
felt a little endgamey in a way that I wouldn't mm-hmm. say is actually a positive. I think that's fair. I agree. Yeah, yeah I agree. Yeah. I, I, I largely agree with that. And I think, and this is the complication that you can get into when you are doing TV. I mean, we've talked about before with Netflix and all mm-hmm. the stuff that the Marvel shows try to do there mm-hmm. and the problems that they had getting, you know, held up as they're trying to do a 360 dunk. And you got to wait till the next episode because it's almost like they don't have enough story. This didn't feel like that. This no, actually felt like mm-hmm. the opposite where you had plenty of things that you could have gone mm-hmm. to, but it's almost like they didn't have enough time for them. And, you know, there's a lot of considerations to be made with that. Things that we've heard about uh, COVID impacting the shooting and everything like that. So gr- when you take all of that into consideration, I think overall it's a, su- it's a success, but... You would have liked me personally if they had been able to do an additional episode. I think that probably would have, you know, not only tied mm-hmm. up loose ends to to a better degree, but I think would have fleshed out everybody else. But I agree. The main thing, the main thing, is that uh, Wanda's character got elevated, and I think that's mm-hmm. what you want to accomplish before you bring her into the type of movie that you're about to bring her into. Yeah, and I think that. And I think the thing that they didn't accomplish, which I wanted them to, involve these side characters. And if you read the tea leaves and just things that people have actually said, and this is not to make excuses or anything like that, it seems like that is the stuff that COVID prevented from happening. Yeah. Um, that, like, specifically, they say that there's a whole sequence with Monica. And obviously, I know that Steph, understandably, will come on here on Thursday and, like, point out that they still did it wrong. I think that that's absolutely true. But I do yeah, think yeah. that if they had had the ability to um, fully flesh all that stuff out, I would have been more satisfactory, but I think that I think I've been thinking about a lot is saying that Jack Schaffer Schaefer, you never really know with that name. Uh, it, you know, <laughs> um, when there's two F's, cause you would think that if there's only one F it's obviously Schaefer. And then if there's two F's, it should be Schaefer, but sometimes it's still Schaefer. Anyway, you, um, I always wish for the AE to just make it so clear, abundantly oh, clear. Yes. For me. Like that makes Thank, it really yeah, helpful. Absolutely. Um, so I'm going to say Schaefer for now, but she, mm-hmm. <laughs> there's a lot of people who are disappointed because there was no big bad like Mephisto or something like that. And I think mm. that she said, and I want to talk about this before we get into the specifics, because I think the specifics of the episode, there's some interesting scenes, but I think that the general, especially with Wanda, a lot of it is just like magical fighting and stuff like that. And so I think yeah. the actual minute to minute stuff is not as important. I think what she said was really interesting where she said, I didn't basically to paraphrase, I didn't want there to be the big bad to be Mephisto because it's not about Wanda defeating Mephisto. It's about her getting over her grief and her own struggles. And I think that that is honestly, I think that's a an, a great point. And I really appreciate the way she said that. And AC, you're nodding your head. And I knew you were someone who thought Mephisto would be involved, but how did that put that in perspective for you? Um, it really did in a great way. And I thought that the show, um, even to my own expectations, and it, this brings me back to when Jerome asked me about this a few weeks ago, what was I going to think about if this is not Mephisto, if this mm-hmm. is not some villain thing. I think the thing about this show is that it enthralled us and entertained us in such a way mm-hmm. where you just were drawn to not only Wanda, but Vision and kind of like the the fates of the characters and stuff like that. And more importantly, you as you mentioned before, Jake, character-driven, story-driven. And I think the fact that they were dedicated to the story of Wanda overcoming this grief accepting this grief accepting who she is is more important than any villain that you could put in this mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. It, at the end of the day like i can't really complain about that because it accomplished the type of stuff that somebody like me who loves 
the mm-hmm. story and wants to see the story being told in a way that not only makes sense to the viewer but is enriching i was enriched yeah so i can't complain from mm-hmm. that standpoint andrew you as someone who we talked about this uh last week who you know is not really paying attention to theories beyond hearing ac talk about them mm-hmm. um and I was kind of in the same boat, but like, how did you feel as, because you were the one who posed the question, what if it isn't Mephisto? So obviously you're having that thought. So like, how did it work for you that it ended up being, not, that there was no there there? Oh, that's actually a bad way to put it. But like, there was no grand thing, that it was what it seemed, you know? Um, I think it was all for the better because uh, you're not thinking about it in the moment. And I think that's also how I really connected to Endgame. Uh, when you watch it, you're, uh, AC points it out, he uses the perfect word, you're enthralled by everything. Mm-hmm. Um, it's only after when you think about it that you're like, hmm. There, like, there's just certain things that, you know, you feel like whether it's pacing, whether it's like how they tie certain things up, like it's either mm-hmm. a bit rushed or almost dismissed. Uh, and when you think about that, it actually turns into your thrilled at the idea that they didn't try to introduce yet another new thing with only about 50 minutes left in a whole series. Yeah. Um, I think when we're talking about how, uh, you know, it's held to a TV format and you mentioned Netflix and everything, I think in this specific context, uh, what really gets me about this whole thing, not just uh, TV shows, but also movies, it's always held to the Marvel formula of you always need to plant seeds for the next thing. And I think what I really wanted out of this series, and it did a solid job. Um, I wouldn't say it did like a perfect job, but like for what it was undertaking, it's more than a success. Um, There is something about me really liking the idea of this being a limited series that didn't have to have so many considerations Mm -hmm. as to what will come forward and not have to be framed in a way where... um, and we say this about so many different Marvel properties. It's like, you'll appreciate this down the line. And it's like, I want to appreciate it now. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, and I think for the most part, it did do that. But I think it also is still a little held within its own construct of it needs to exist in this larger universe. And that kind of affects and probably creates some of the more frustrating parts about it. Yeah. I think that that did a lot of the stuff with the side characters. But the one thing I want to say about the Mephisto and all that. And I think uh, this goes to the point that uh, Jack Schaffer was making is that like, I think a lot of times when superhero stories try to have introspective plots where like the, the enemy is quote unquote, the, like the, the own superhero the enemy flaws. is the inner me. Sorry, keep going. Yeah, exactly. Yes, exactly. Yes. <laughs> that <laughs> where like, whenever they try to do a plot line where the, superheroes demons are the enemy they end up having to kind of cop out on those and the superhero really can't have too much growth because they end up having to fight an actual enemy yeah. you know what i mean like when in iron man 2 for example tony stark is the, you know killing himself drinking and you know the yada 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 but he can't really the the end of the movie is not him getting over his problems because he the end of the movie has to be him fighting another villain you know and so if Wanda were to go through this work to get through her grief. And then it's like, oh, actually, all the stuff that you thought was grief is actually this demon. Well, that would like cheapen the journey because it's like, oh, then she actually just doesn't have that big of a well, problem. You know what you the know? other thing, too, um, is I mean, um, it, and I think that's probably the best thing that came out of the Wanda character for me is that she comes out a little ambiguous. 
She yeah. is the hero of her own story, but she is the villain of this season mm-hmm. in a way. Mm-hmm. So to that end, you know, what big, like you couldn't put a Mephisto in because a Mephisto wouldn't be nearly as damaging in whatever amount of time Mephisto got as Wanda has been this entire season to the majority of the characters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that scene, that scene where she accidentally chokes the people of Westview is like a perfect example of just the flaws like less than ideal yeah agatha says <laughs> like Not agatha great, says the yeah, <laughs> agatha says that she's broken and it's like yeah she is it's something that you can't deny and it's something that she doesn't deny at the end and it, we'll talk about it later but as far as like the post credit scene goes it goes into further that this character is not just somebody who's inherently good but this is just somebody who accepts who she is and what she is but then is still going on a path that is like oh i don't know if this is the right thing to do so like that'll Mm. be interesting to see how that goes going forward but contained in this space it was important to not have a mephisto not have a nightmare and have agatha kind of not even serve as too much of a villain per se it was almost as somebody who was like a, a conduit to showing wanda the mirror and yeah. who she actually is well because she needed to exist because the things that wanda needed to realize about herself she owed so many to kind of show you're right she wrote a mirror you use the right metaphor and i kept speaking it's like ac had it perfectly anyway um it's okay yeah so let's go through the recap um and we obviously can mm-hmm. talk about things as you know as we do we this is not our first rodeo um and so we we start exactly where we left off with uh Agatha choking Wanda's two children um, and Wanda um, basically is like, you know, we're, the, the runes aren't here anymore. I can use my powers. But of course, that's what Agatha wants because Wanda blasts her and then she absorbs it. And, uh, you know, I think that, that I like how they very quickly because um, I think a lot of people are wondering what Agatha was, what her whole goal was and i think it's very obvious like oh yeah she absorbed people's power and this is the most powerful witch ever um you know not a bad career move by agatha no not at all and but you know at the same time even though thinking that wasn't a bad idea in that sense um it did make me wonder just like from a technical standpoint so basically agatha had her under control for a period Mm-hmm. Why didn't she just have her under control for this and just um, make her use her powers as opposed to what she did in like a terms of a fight thing what, as a narrative? When you, when you mentioned you know that she's saying? under control, do you mean in when she's in the basement? Yeah, like when she's in the basement, and you could see that she was like influenced to a degree. Like, it, well, uh, um, from she the can't end use of her powers seven. in the basement though. Oh, true. Yeah. True. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's unfortunate. I, I think okay, ultimately, then, then. like Agatha's move is really just, it is um, in a lot of ways, as Tony might say, not a great plan, uh, but it it's just this real gambit that she's doing because she knows she can't beat her on power. She already knows this is probably the most powerful being. Mm-hmm. So she's doing everything in her power or inner ability to basically just manipulate her toward her end yeah, um true. but it is a high risk move on her it, part. it's the classic thing and this is actually like this is always a good storytelling move i personally think that she 
the only reason she loses is because she underestimates Agatha's not Agatha. She under Agatha underestimates Wanda's intelligence and because she mm-hmm. sees Wanda as like a rube who knows nothing about magic. And yeah. so she figures that all she needs to do is just rile her up and she'll keep shooting magic right. at her. And for a while, it looks like that's working. So like it is a Batman villain gambit and it is like high risk. But like, I don't think that I, her mistake is not the gambit. Her mistake is underestimating that Wanda would be able to catch on and like do a, a run around around her, you know? I thought it was interesting that they made sure that we saw it in the in the uh, previously on before the episode starts. Um, they reminded us that mm-hmm. you can't do the magic, yeah. in in the runes or whatever. So thankfully, the- by the time it happened in the episode, I forgot that they reminded us of that. So mm-hmm. I mean, like, so I mean, let moving a little ahead into yeah. the fight itself. There's a couple yeah. of things I really like about it um, that is an expansion of the universe. Um, or just like the possibility of things because you know um the battle that they have together it and to jake's point is like almost more of a battle of wits than it is power Mm -hmm. for power has Mm -hmm. a bit of like a doctor strange dormanmu kind of vibe to it Mm -hmm. where it's more Mm -hmm. outsmarting and outwitting the person but even in the direct battle right now like Wanda's already picking up stuff because she's realizing first and foremost, like using her powers on Agatha is not going to do anything. So what does she do? She mer- she just like takes a car to her, you know, yeah, and like, was, it's just yeah. brute force. And <laughs> I wish our guest was here so we could talk about what the make and model of that car was. But, uh, <laughs> um, but maybe, like maybe I, later. <laughs> what I like about that kind of stuff is that like that's what we're getting now in this larger universe, because depending on the fight and what the matchup really is like you're either magic up magic for strength strength for strength magic for magic you know you see thanos take down the hulk on brute force but then you see uh scarlet witch like completely handle thanos and she's probably not exactly coming in on the physical department so i think what's really cool is now we're starting to see these kind of matchups just like on a pure comic mm-hmm. book character standpoint yeah, I think that the the fight scenes in the MCU work best, with the exception of things like the you know uh, Winter Soldier elevator scene. I think when when it's about like when they try to do a fight scene that's like about strength and brute force and stuff like that, it almost never works because to be frank, because there are people who just do that better. Like there are action movies that are made by people who like the mcu they can never be played straight like the ragnarok yeah. like hulk versus thor works because of the comedy but exactly. like, it wouldn't work as yeah. an actual fight exactly because like, yeah. my, my point i'm trying to make is that like if i want to see a great well choreographed action scene like uh, the guys who make john wick are just better at it than the mcu sure and so sure. when they when they have a scene where they can like have I don't, want, I don't mean this word derisively. Like, have like a gimmick or like a game or a thing you're watching like i think that's, a, that's it always has to be more texture. than the action itself exactly yeah yeah ac you're saying yeah no, I was gonna say like I I even think a show like Daredevil did that better, mm-hmm. where it just oh, yeah. felt so much more physical um, than like you could talk about Winter Soldier being like a great uh, film for the action scenes, and it's very technically sound, but almost too technically sound. Agree. But even with Daredevil, like I mean, part of the point, as like brilliantly choreographed as it is, is that for the character itself, his whole life is that it's brutal, yeah. right? So even yeah. then, it still is a little more than just the action itself. Like, it, it is very jarring to see and it's more direct, but it is also making the point of just, like, how difficult it is for mm-hmm. uh, Matt Murdock. Yeah, and that stuff, and it works because that's, like, the char- in the character's, like, DNA. Of, right. And, like, that's his, that's, 
totally works. And also it's the luxury they have when you're a TV show and you don't have to do previs of everything. Like, exactly. yeah. Um, and so, uh, and so, you know, she, as you mentioned, she throws a car at Agatha and uh, Agatha of course is teleported away. Um, and then we get white vision, unseasoned vision. Um, <laughs> this just- is on like that, that, that scene or that type of scene. I always enjoy, even when you know, it's coming the one where they see the imposter mm-hmm. and they think it's a loved one and a partner that's coming through. And then mm-hmm. they always like either do like the chokehold or the lift <laughs> yeah. and oh, the betrayal yeah. <laughs> of the situation. It's always, um, works. It, it always, always works. works well. And yes, then it uh, it's even more exciting just because you have uh, the, you know, Vishan uh, come in uh, <laughs> to Vishon, save I... the day. Um, but like, I, I think uh, honestly, and like, this is more or less a sequence. It does bounce back and forth. Uh, I think my favorite stuff in the episode is probably the vision stuff. Yeah, I don't know if I'd say this, I, I, I honestly, Jerome, mm. I think I agree with you, and that's just like such a hipster take. But like, I just, I, I, I joked about it uh, in our group text. Like, I will get to it. I am so pro uh, fight scene ending with the discussion of the ship. No, no, but, you know, you know it's, so no, no, but it's like the, it's the full breadth of it, right? Yeah. Because it's also like in their fights, like how he un, like I know I'm jumping way ahead at this yeah, point, fine. but how no, they're yeah, he undoes the, episode, the you know. gem moment. Yeah. You know, like where he's about to do the uh, skull crush mm-hmm. and then he actually yeah. phases out. And it's just, it's one of those things where I think for that, uh, the callbacks are a lot, like they're very quick hitting. Um, they're very redeeming for the character. Uh-huh. Like if you're talking about, you know, uh, a thing where I forget what exactly the thing was, but I feel like Mello had this one dunk in the game, but and then he was just yelling, I'm back, I'm back. Like this mm-hmm. was Vision's I'm back moment mm-hmm. to me. <laughs> and um, and then yeah, like uh I think Jake probably appreciates it more than I uh, like more uh so I think we're on the same page that way, but you know, a battle that is really just turns into like a debate and a conversation I love, but mm-hmm. also that it is a complete turn in like tv tropes uh, i was really looking at like those classic like who's the real vision shoot him no shoot him oh, like classics. kind of moment and yeah. like how it's played out and how it's written it was very uh, television and i loved it's it like how ridiculous uh that was where they were <laughs> just talking back and forth and making sense that way mm-hmm. um i think uh, I, I saw a really good tiktok uh where the it's those tick the tiktok where it's like show me two scenes that like have the same feeling and it was the vision vision and the Scott versus Nega Scott in uh, Scott Pilgrim. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, yeah, that's that's what it reminded me of. And um, yeah, like I know it might be a little bit of a hot take, but that was just really like the fun stuff. Because to me, I think I finally got to see like Vision as good as Vision should be. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, like it just thought it's a perfect culmination for his character. Like it, this was the Vision um rehabilitation tour and like mm-hmm. he came out looking fantastic yeah i agree yeah and so yeah vision uh white vision uh almost kills wanda and then regular vision uh you know tackles him out of the way and you know him vision and wanda have like a moment where she apologizes um and of course uh um what agatha is having a ball with this basically being like, what is it like? Oh, the ex-boyfriend and the new man or whatever. Um, 
you know, she she doesn't she stays having fun, which is great. You know, when you've been alive for like 400 years, you got to have fun all the time. Um, yeah, she is just listen. And there's and, any case for like why we needed more and why we needed like kind of some mm-hmm. pacing to let us like let things breathe. Um, like Agatha's turn to go like full Agatha. Like I could have used at least another episode of that. Yeah, if they had done the reveal like a li- like an episode earlier um at episode six and we got that for like another episode i would have been like all in she is just magnetic like you can't say it enough i'll say this amazing i don't know if she's written into dr strange 2 but i would bet a lot of money that if she wasn't then they're trying to write her in somehow (laughs) in something small because she is the breakout star of the show. For I believe sure. I've heard people describe this as the beginning of the Renaissance, and I'm all here for it. <laughs> um, but she, uh, yeah. she has a turn in this, uh, like starting from the previous episode, but really like going full blown in this episode that really reminded me of like when Palpatine goes in Revenge of the Sith, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like where he goes full Palpatine, but like I that one is so. <laughs> like it's so it's so cartoonish in that uh han does it way better by the way i will say this Catherine han for a redux like emperor in in star wars i'll take it i will take that as well but also i just want to say i disagree i think you're not i love Catherine han this, this she's amazing i also think Ian mcdermott is fucking amazing in the it, third it star is. Movie. No, no, he's like, the only just, one who knows what so, movie's in so everyone weird. else does not know what movie they're in I, he knows i'm, what I'm, in. I'm <laughs> with you on that end it's just it's so funny how quickly it goes oh for like, sure that he is like a tie you to the railroad tracks cartoon villain of in course. a matter of like yeah. one switch like one flick of the lightning shout hey, out yeah shout out you know before we move on let me just ask you Get a master have, I, have you ever heard the story of Darth Plagueis? I, <laughs> like, anyway, so like 20 yeah. minutes before he turns into a ghoul. Oh, I, it's man. so good. Um, and so we then see Monica in her, uh, she's pounding on the window. She's captured by Fietro. Um, and it's this stuff is kind of unclear what's going on. And they, I honestly don't even know how much I like that they cut to it because um, I'm unclear why she's there. I mean, you kind of get the idea that she's captured, but like, yeah. <laughs> why, how? There's a lot of questions. Um, and, uh, you know, there's, I, I'm trying to, re- I'm going through this IMDb summary and it's realized, I'm realizing it's almost impossible to summarize a fight scene. So, w- Vision and Vision are fighting. We talked about it. Um, yeah. And then we go back outside the sword base, onto the sword base, and AC, your favorite character, is back Tyler Hayward. Yeah, man, uh-huh. they were disappointed me, man. I, you know, it's funny. Like, if, if you think of the totality of things, first I like really, really, really hated this dude, and then I got to a point where I just couldn't stand him. And then by last episode, I thought, man, this guy's a diabolical genius. I got to give him some credit. And then this episode, he goes right back to being the dumbass that I thought he was. Yeah. Um, okay. So, can we talk about this? Just because obviously the Tyler Hayward, um like just the overall arc or debate, like the AC Hayward mm-hmm. debate has gone through where Tyler Hayward ends up at the end of this season at this point here is basically why, um, why I was like kind of joking toward the point that I thought like a lot of AC's stuff was a stretch. But then I think it also just goes down to like, we were saying the same thing, but not really saying the same thing to me. Mm-hmm. He was at worst, maybe like a general Ross type villain. I just didn't see him as like a huge mastermind. I didn't even necessarily see him as serving like 
this larger, higher purpose, which is, I think, some of the stuff that we were collectively speculating toward. And yeah. I think, I think where he nets out here, he's just kind of a dick mm-hmm. who, uh, like, thinks he's well within control, but like it's just everything that screams middle management. Like I, I don't yeah. know if that's where you like AC, like definitely clarify that. Um, but like, is this where you saw him really netting out? Cause I know like you were somewhere like in the spectrum between, you know, just bumbling idiot to like nefarious big plot, like big conspiracy. And I don't think we had big plot being conspiracy, like beyond him just you know doing his own thing but you tell me no well so like at the end of the day when you really just like when i when i think about and i've thought about like all the episodes where i've talked about this stuff Mm -hmm. it hit me in episode eight where they're doing all of the flashback stuff and then you know we get tyler in there or whatever that you know this may not be exactly what i thought it 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 might have been just because of the time constraints and everything that's happening there Mm -hmm. but i do have to say he did come off smart with the not only the white vision thing but just kind of like convincing wanda to leave without him like that right he did it without having to really do much like he you know it could have gone it could have gone left for him in another way but it didn't so just from that standpoint I was curious to see if he had anything else cooking, but as soon as Jake will get, I'll let Jake get to it. As soon as stuff happens, mm-hmm. I was like, all right, this guy's a punk. Yeah, I, like, I, he's, he's middleman. Right. I think the funny thing is, I think uh, he started off seeming like annoying middle management who thought he knew everything. And then he mm-hmm. went through like periods of be- seeming like he was dumber than that and then smarter than that. And he ended up exactly in that spot, which honestly yeah. is what happens with people who are like that. <laughs> Like exactly in real life, that's kind of how it goes. It's very Uh, rare that like they have a spark of brilliance that like elevates them beyond that. Um, so uh, but like I I think that's kind of where we were I was like trying to figure it out. And that those were the times. Like, is is it fair to say, AC, that like there were at least some moments early on that you felt like there was like higher power involved or something else beyond him? Oh, yeah, like 100 percent And I do give the because those are the only parts that I I thought were actual stretches. I just thought, like, no, there's no more than like this one guy here. Right. And so it's fun, it's it's funny because I think of the internet reaction to to this stuff. It's like, how dare my theories not be right on this show that (laughs) I did it right. Yeah. And it's just like No, I don't think you held to it either. I think like like, that was the point, right? Like, Like you were just you were I was just like a true detective. I was Russ yeah, Cole. Yeah. I was just looking up mm-hmm. at all the theories and just wondering. And it turns what was out happening. it was season three. <laughs> right, right, That's right, the problem. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you thought it was season one, it was season yeah, three. Yeah, um, yeah but and yeah. Uh, so yeah. So at the sword base, Jimmy is comes in, in handcuffs, and much like how Hannibal like there's doctor is an idiot and leaves a pen on mm-hmm. the table, someone leaves a phone just on a table for Jimmy to grab. Um and, you know, Jimmy mentions that he called the FBI and they're going to be in there in an hour. And, you know, the moment he says that, that he definitely did not call the FBI. I thought he was um, recording their conversation with the phone. That hmm. was the move. That's the move I thought he was trying to pull. But it didn't seem like he did that in the end. No, yeah. it, I don't think no. he did. Um, but he does end up grabbing the mm-hmm. phone. He gets put in like a makeshift cell. And because, you know, he's an expert in magic now, mm-hmm. he's got a trick up his sleeve. And that trick, of course, is like a bobby pin. And he breaks that Flourish. Handcuff. Yeah. I just, man, shouts to him. They really need the Jimmy Woo series. Mm-hmm. I know that I know, we need the Monica Rambeau series. Yes. Mm-hmm. I don't 
that is the correct answer of what we should want. But I also, my heart needs the Jimmy Woo uh, FBI agent by day, close up magician by night. Well, I, um, I think the only thing they, that he just needs to exist, like he basically, he can fill the Colson role. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. He's like new Colson. Yeah. He's new Colson. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. But we and don't so, need yeah. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is what I'm trying to say. He can no, just be Colson going around. No, what we about this? Asians of shield. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> That's I will give you that mm-hmm. as a name of an episode in Fair. a different series. Fair. Like yeah, an yeah, isolated yeah. dedicated Jimmy. Correct. Like we yeah, can't yeah. do a series. Honestly, like that can... was just it was one of my the first place no, you said Agents you of Shield. And for split I was like, did he just say Asians of Shield? If but not, then you would need at joke. least one more because otherwise you like lose. Oh, all of course. Problems. Yeah, yeah I mean yeah. one more Asian at that yeah, point. Yeah, who I mean who you there's there's definitely some, you know, there definitely is. Yeah, we'll, we'll, um, throw, we'll get, we'll yeah, get yeah. some characters. It's the Mandarin. Um, exactly, yeah. Shang-Chi. No, Shang-Chi is too big for the Asians of S.H.I.E.L.D. Anyway, so uh, Wanda gets to the town square, and, um, you know, she mentions Agatha is there, and she mentions a little book called The Darkhold, that hey. and apparently in there, there's a whole chapter dedicated to the Scarlet Witch. Now, normally you have e- AC's Easter Egg Corner, but in order to understand this, I'm, give us a little background, AC, on what is The Darkhold? The Darkhold is like basically uh, a book of really, really dark, devious, deathly spells. Um, And, um, you know, it's a big part of Marvel. Like a lot of characters have interacted with this book. Everybody from uh, Wanda to Doctor Strange to Ghost Rider to shoot. I think um, I think I've seen one of the Spider-Men from the future uh so would it give you the ability to walk between two worlds (laughs) (laughs) oh jerome i love you man um yeah man like all a lot of these characters like have interacted with this book so like it's 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 gonna be a big part of of uh not only obviously dr strange but just any of the mystical a magical world of uh, Marvel that we'll see in the future. So it's pretty cool that we get to see it. Is it going to be something that gets called upon specifically or more something that just lives and we just assume it comes from there? Like, cause like we're, we're kind of in a range where this could be something where it's like as direct as a gauntlet or it's something that just kind of lingers. And we know like when they use this type of power, it's from that, but it's not like an actual physical piece that is getting passed around and used. No, I mean, I don't know. I don't know that like the main, I guess, I guess the best way to answer this is I think Dr. Strange will tell us if it's going to be something significant in that way. Um, Clearly the way that Wanda was using it, um, it, it matters. And we're talking about the post credit scene at that point. Right. Right. So like, so, from that standpoint, mm-hmm. um, I think we'll see it become a part of the MCU uh, largely from the, um, you know, the the multiversal magic. It, it, feel, it feels like the symbol that shows that you're crossing the line. Yeah, yeah, pretty clearly. Like that you need to be yeah. held in check because it's like that is not something to meddle with. Yeah, she, yeah, yeah. yeah like I, like we had talked about earlier um, in the show, um, basically Wanda is not like this she's ambiguous and in some ways leaning towards dark you know yeah so um it what thing one thing agatha mentions is that the scarlet witch is forged she has no need for coven or incantations 
and she's basically all on her own. Um, and Wanda's like, you know, that's not me, etc., etc. Then Agatha frees Dottie from Wanda's spell, and uh, you know, she Dottie, quote unquote, is like, please free my eight year old daughter, let her leave her room. Um, which you know, honestly, not great, not a great thing you want to be said to your protagonist of your show. Um, no. and uh, all the other, and then Agatha ends up releasing everyone else and they honestly they run up on her like italians did a benito mussolini in the 1940s it's not a good scene honestly the fact she makes it out with her limbs is she's lucky it was very oh, walking dead like it was it was just like yeah. zombies like heading yeah. toward her but at the same time too i guess they couldn't re- really go because they know what this woman is capable of. oh yeah they're yeah. terrified her they're, yeah, they're exactly. mad at her but they're also terrified of her right yeah so they're probably they're basically like pleading, like please let let our people go. Yeah, it's it's, it's the villagers uh, carefully approaching the beast and Beauty and the Beast. Yes, um, except you know uh, actually, they just I, don't have a Gaston. Oh, they should have gotten a Gaston. Oh, yeah, um, I was gonna try to think of a joke about Stockholm syndrome, but then I realized that Wanda already had kidnapped all these people anyway. So <laughs> right, right. right. Um, and so then we cut back to uh, Pietro. Um, and this is where Monica, uh, upsets the entire internet by finding out that Pietro is actually, what's his name, AC? Oh, <laughs> Ralph Boner. Ralph Boner. <laughs> by the way, by the way. So I've been talking about this today, last week, and basically for the last like four or five days. I'm not. Marvel, y'all not going to do this to me again. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be caught by surprise. I'm mm-hmm. not going to get mad. I'm not going to get angry. We're not doing another Trevor Slattery situation. We ain't doing it. It's not it. the same as that at all, though. Oh, no. This was fine. I had yeah. I had no problem with it. No, no, no. But I'm just saying, like, even, right like, even whoever wants... I'm not saying you're doing it, but whoever's trying to make yeah. that connection, like, at no point was anyone truly convinced if anything we were holding hope that there was some semblance of a quicksilver but no one believed that that was quicksilver yeah but you know the funny thing about that so he's obviously not he's not pietro clearly but did agatha give him powers does he have powers because he's still whizzing around and they didn't explain that and that was like one of those things that if you had a little more time i would have been like yeah, right. Like I think yeah, I think you could do like an interesting thing where maybe it was the all the necklace. My, I guess I the way know. my mind would rationalize it would be, and this is just once again, this is me just making shit up. That like because Wanda thought he was Ph, and this doesn't explain it at the end, but that she he got powers because she like in her mind that was Pietro and Pietro. But there's ways to explain. I guess the thing is, I think that kind of was mm-hmm. a little frustrating. Is that with some of these things. They're not plot holes because there are ways you could explain them. They right, just yeah. don't explain them. Like you could, yeah. Ag- yeah, they you could say Agatha. Yeah, I, I, yeah. yeah it, it was just sloppy. That's all it was. Yeah. Like, um, I I thought it was funny I, though. I mean, I laughed at the boner joke. I'm not gonna pretend. I, I, did. <laughs> I did. I did. I did. I laughed. I think it was. Funny. Um, no, it, it was fine. Like, I I don't I don't think I felt let down because I wasn't like the only thing that could have come out of that was I would be pleasantly surprised. It basically like what happened happened. Yeah, that so, we, you know. Uh, yeah, right. And so, like, this is the other thing, and this is, and I know our audience is not like this, 
What but what did people you, want? Like the tractors, what what did they want? Did they want I can tell you exactly what they, they wanted him to be want... the first the first person from an X-Men in the universe with X-Men to right. be brought in. Oh, so they really wanted like actual Quicksilver joining. And Correct. it's okay. like guys, Kevin Feige went on record. He went on record and said, like, yo, we're not doing this for like three or four years. Relax, hold on. We got time, we got other stories to do. So for people to like expect it is just like unrealistic. The dude well, came I mean, out. Okay, and- AC. Let I, I think I'm. We we go into a lot of things and we explain them based on what we know. You know, overall plans or production notes are. But like, let's mm-hmm. try to frame it at least in terms of just like it making sense. Which I think we all agree. Like throwing him in and doing it this way is just like a poor way to add the X Men in. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think we need to explain it away by saying like Feige said this, so like people shouldn't expect yeah. it. If anything, I would just put forward like you shouldn't want it this way. I agree. Well, yeah. true, true. That's true too. And to me, like, and it kind of goes to the point that you just made. Like, if I'm watching this show and I'm seeing all this great stuff is happening with not only Wanda Vision. Uh, count all these characters up monica jimmy darcy like all this great stuff is happening like why would i want like this thing kind of like coming through and just add an extra and it's almost like you know would you be okay if there was an explanation that this was like a multiverse situation like he really was coming from a different universe sure like if 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 it was that and it was just like it was found a way to be self-contained in its own type of way then sure, but otherwise it's like there's no need for there. There yeah. wasn't really any need for it. That's why I didn't go crazy. That's why yeah. I myself yeah, yeah. was satisfied. Exactly. I didn't think you would. Yeah, yeah. And speaking of, I don't know, I was just say speaking of satisfied, but that's kind of gross. Uh, welcoming in our guest. <laughs> uh, he was on earlier this year. You know him on Twitter yes. at Dragonfly Jones. Uh, Tyler, up, how are you? I'm good, man. Appreciate y'all having me. And working around my schedule. My uh, no worries. Schedule. Not even. It's all good, bro. We yes. were just Appreciate talking. We were, chat- we're kind of loosely going through the episode, but um, just because we kind of talked about the first, like, not half, maybe half of the episode, but what were your, like, general thoughts, uh, you know, on the episode and how, uh, you know, how it ended up? And specifically a topic we talked about a lot is, like, that the big bad of it all ended up just being Wanda and that there was no Mephisto or, Min- or Nightmare or anything like that. Yeah. Have I missed the uh, boat of Theseus discussion? No, we have no. We've, we're still getting. We haven't gotten there. Okay. Yet. No, no, no. That boat's right, still cool, coming. Cool, cool. Okay. <laughs> that boat's still on the horizon. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. I will say that it it didn't. The finale didn't disappoint me. I feel like it it answered what it needed to answer, and it didn't answer everything we wanted it to answer at the same mm-hmm. time. Yeah. Does that make sense here? Yes. Yeah, yeah. it does. Yeah, I, I don't feel like I don't feel like I, I yeah, I don't feel like I came out of this like, oh wait, wait, I feel so cheated. What is what such and such? Mm-hmm. Like I yeah. feel like they answered what they wanted to answer to set things in motion. And I still have questions, but it's not like a, a final season of that dragon show that will not be mentioned mm-hmm. type of <laughs> type of yeah. vibe. You know what I mean? Exactly. It's, yeah. Right. It's I'm I'm anticipating what's coming for it. I'll yeah. say that. Yeah. Um <laughs> And so where we are at is that this is when, as you mentioned, uh, Jerome, uh, Monica removes Ralph's necklace. And uh, now he's back to being just a normal uh, a boner head. Um, and uh, and th- this is where we see Tommy and Billy back together. And Billy has a vision of Wanda and Agatha fighting in town, town square. And they head out. 
Um, and then we got back to Wanda being confronted by all the people that she uh, kidnapped. And they start talking about how they have her nightmares, which is that was creepy. not great. Honestly, that, that was real. Like that, you know, we could talk all about like being hypnotized, but like the pain, those must be some bad nightmares. Because if I was kidnapped for like a month and my first thing I say is, hey, when I sleep, I have your nightmares. Those must be some bad fucking nightmares. And Mo- Monica like already mentioned it early on, like, yeah. which is, um, but just to hear from everyone, it was really jarring. And also, yeah, just um, like what exactly was Wanda's plan going to be coming out of that? Because it really, even in that moment, moment, I think Wanda was still sitting on like, okay, no, 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 but I can fix this. I can like yeah. make this better instead of I'm going to let these people go. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's definitely less than ideal that her reaction to hearing this is to she releases a burst of energy and starts choking all of them. Mm. Um, yeah, that was a little because rough. Because yeah. what that just shows is that she is not interested in being she would rather basically kill the people that say that she did something wrong than acknowledge that she did something wrong honestly like that's like a really ungenerous reading of it but that's what she's yeah. saying basically well i mean i felt like it was just an old and a very emotional outburst well of course like yeah of i don't mean she's she lit- i don't think she literally control. would she say just that. lost control yeah. you know what i'm saying like she just lost control of her faculties at that moment mm-hmm. and it kind of speaks to the mental illness that she you know she has from all of this trauma and grief so it and like again, and that's why that's what the first eight episodes does, and then it, it brings you back to the first three mm-hmm. and just all those little moments. Like she was always on the verge of mm-hmm. breaking, but then it's like a moment mm-hmm. like that where everybody's rushing with her and she can't run from it. She can't use the reality mm-hmm. at the moment to change stuff or yeah. whatever. These people are talking to her in real time, and she just lost, yeah. she just completely lost it, and it was very creepy. Yeah, it's a, yeah. It, I, I want to go back to um, what Jerome said about how Wanda's first reaction is, is always, I can fix this, right? Mm-hmm. And I think a big lesson of this was you can't fix your way through grief and trauma, right? There's mm-hmm. you, you, have to, you have to settle in it. You have to feel every bit of it. You have to work your way through it that way, but there's no fixing it. And I think that that city to um, town square scene was a big testament of how, um, you know, when you're going through some shit, there's some shit you can't fix. There's some shit you, you just gotta feel your way through. Yeah. And that and, and that feeling is it, gonna yeah. hurt, right? And that feeling mm-hmm. is gonna hurt. And the hurt is what Wanda's been running from, right? Yeah. But um, but 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 yeah, like I said, that that scene was just you can't fix legitimate grief, you can't fix legitimate trauma, mm-hmm. you just have to bunker down and mm-hmm. feel your way through it, and it's gonna hurt like a motherfucker, but you you know, why you go through it. And I think the thing that she realizes, and this is the thing that honestly, not so much with grief, but with other things that I've you know work through in therapy and stuff like that is that I think you convince yourself when you're trying to avoid some type of mental pain and you do like think tricks to try to like avoid it. You convince yourself that when you're avoiding it, you're not feeling it, but you're just feeling just as shitty. Like when you're trying to avoid right. grief, it still feels like shit. So you end up just having, you just, you end up just feeling shit for a longer period of time. And then you still need to feel it anyway. So like, it's not right. like Wanda was actually happy when she was going through all these scenarios, she was on the verge of freaking out at all times. And so I think that that's kind of the thing that the townspeople show talk about when they say they have her nightmares. It's like in her mind, they were all having a hunky dory life, but they were all feeling the grief because she was still feeling the grief, you know? Um, and for her credit, though, the moment she realizes that she's, I don't know, choking 25 people to death, she stops. <laughs> um, uh, oh my God. Uh, but it's, by the way, Tyler, I forgot to mention because this is something I wanted to have your opinion on because we were talking about earlier. 
uh, when Wanda throws the car at Agatha, how do you feel? Do you think that Buick was happy that they got their money? I, I loved how I was talking shit about like, yo, I can't believe. I mean, for one, shouts to Buick for getting in there and locking that deal up before this, the fucking MCU blew up to be what it was. But, you know, that was like a running joke on Twitter. I was like, yo, I can't believe that the most powerful fucking, you know, hero slash slash anti-hero in the MCU is riding around in a Buick. And then she fucking hit Agatha with that shit. I was like, <laughs> that was like, that felt like, that felt like fan service to me. <laughs> you know, so with all the shit I talked about Buicks and fucking Wanda hit Agatha. Mm. It's a fantastic feature for the car that you never think Mm -hmm. about. Exactly. I mean, remember they had those like uh, advertisements for like a year where the the joke about them was just that like people didn't recognize that they were Buicks because like they didn't look like old stodgy cars. It's like, hey, would an old stodgy car get thrown at a supervillain? I don't think so. I mean, self-parking, 360 camera, Mm -hmm. murder weapon. It does everything. (laughs) It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> uh, and so as this is happening, uh, Vision and Vision are fighting, and White Vision knocks uh, regular Vision out of the sky. And at, um, you know, and and also at the same time, Wanda decides that she's going to let the townspeople go. Um, and so she starts opening up the barrier. So uh, unfortunately, as she can let the townspeople out, uh, AC, your good friend, can get in. Um, mm. Hayward Tyler sends these guys in. Hayward and Co. come in, and then you see <laughs> that that vision starts to fade away, just like when he left the hex originally. Mm-hmm. The boys start to fade away. Mm-hmm. So Wanda's in a real conundrum right now because she opens up the hex and lets the people go, but she's losing her family. So man, she got she got to close that joint right back up. Yeah, uh, definitely a sad. Uh, I I think that in the, I think that this is one of those things where. I think that plot twist culture has kind of ruined people because I think that this is kind of where we, at least for me, this is how it had to end where she was going to have to choose between her fake family or these people being free. And I think there are a lot of people who wish that there's something more than that. But like, I think just cause you quote unquote see it coming doesn't mean that it's not good. Cause like, that's obviously the way it's going to be. Like that's how, you know um, but I thought, I thought it was very well done, especially when you, it's one thing when you see it happening to vision, vision's a robot and you know, you know him, but when you see like happening to children, even though I know they're not real children, it is kind of still like, that's, I get, it. I get it more. Why that was a mess of visual. Yeah. yeah. I get it. Yeah. Like it's hard to see like crying children disappearing and not being like, yeah, I get why you move heaven and earth to do that for your children. You know, um, once again, not real though. So it's only goes so far. <laughs> um, and yeah, and then this is Agatha obviously uh, lays it out. Like you can't have uh, the the children can't exist outside of this hex, and uh, so you either need to keep this going or you need to lose them. Um, and so she decides. It's a, to- it's a credit to Catherine Hahn in that because any other character that's usually the very annoying character that's too much exposition to mm-hmm. explain everything that's going yeah. on, but you're willing to accept it because it's Catherine Hahn. Yeah. yeah. And also, yeah, I think it's the character's motive. She's kind of taunting her a little bit too. For it's sure, not yeah, yeah. Purely... In, in this regard, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that that's the great thing that when they when they make part of her character trait is that she's feels superior because she knows all this magic shit that Wanda doesn't. It allows her to explain a bunch of magic shit because the re- it, the character motivation is I want to stunt on or I want to make Ag- uh, right. Wanda feel stupid. Um, yeah. So uh, then, of course, Wanda decides that she's going to put the hex back up, but of course uh hey we're got inside already um and uh you know honestly at this point i i think hayward's already in over his head like i think his one yeah. move was 
send in white vision. And even when you um, have that earlier scene we were talking about, his whole conversation with his team is like, do we still have control? Mm-hmm. Like, are they, and they're like, we're not, they're not getting mis- our, his messages anymore. It's like, okay, but he's still doing his thing. Like, I think his move was just like, build it, send it, fingers crossed. The thing opens up. He's like, all right, I'll go in. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, <laughs> you, you realize as he's like in and like all the stuff that happens afterward, like this dude has no mm-hmm. idea what he's yeah. doing. Yeah, definitely a lot. It, I mean, it's really, I guess, like I mentioned earlier, it's really a testament to what the series clown. that he was able to start off as this guy feels like way underqualified white dude who managed to get to yes. the top. And then he thought he was dumber than that, smarter than that, and then he ended up just being that. So, um, you know, good job by him. This guy. I, I'll and, say and, this. And, I, yeah. I, am, yeah. I am I am. very much looking forward to seeing summer blockbuster villain Catherine Hahn because goddamn she showed up. Oh, this, my um, God. Yeah. Right? yeah, no, she's the all, she's breakout star. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I mentioned earlier that it's the beginning of the Renaissance. Um, you know, it's... <laughs> Just honestly, just like really, I mean, there, you really can't say anything but that hasn't already been said. Um, yeah. But we can try anyway. So uh, I feel, I, I feel like, yeah. I feel like they're they're searching for. You know, Robert Downey Jr. was a fucking, he was a dead man walking when mm-hmm. when when the MCU yeah. took right. He was he was in oh, shag, yeah. and, and, right? He was he was like being a detective with shaggy dogs in movies and shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like Robert Downey Jr. was not. For the record, he's a scientist in the Shaggy Dog, but that's whatever. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but but I you know I'm I'm wondering who's going who's going to be the next you know um actor yeah. actor actress to take that leap. And then Catherine Hunt. I was saying, I was saying that I don't know if she's in, if she was originally in the script for Doctor Strange too, but I can bet that someone's rewriting her into it because oh, I mean, she's yeah, yeah. to. She was yeah, so good. I and so I, I don't, good. I don't see why. I mean, I don't see why she can't be popping up in the next, like you know, in like five movies of the next ten years in the MCU. I mean, yeah. who would complain? Uh, right. But anyway, speaking of Agatha, she attacks. But don't and, turn into a Loki. No, right? Agreed. Fair. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't think that that's actually much of an issue because I think that a lot of Loki's issues come from Tom Hiddleston. Don't at me, guys. But anyway, um, <laughs> taking the Tom Hiddleston <laughs> hate is like I amazing. I just don't it like Tom Hiddleston. I just don't like yeah. it. You're, you're anti-Hiddleston, yeah. Yeah, but I you, fuck with Loki. I love. No, Loki. I like no, Loki. I like Loki when he's good. I'm I had good. some Loki fatigue at by Thor: The Dark World, and then when he was reinvented yeah. in Ragnarok, I liked him again. Um, but yeah, I definitely had some fatigue by Dark World. I was just like, does he need to be? Yeah, this series like, looks yeah, really good though, like yeah, in I, a way that it does not deserve to look that yeah. good. I feel like Loki does not want to be taken too serious. Like the like I feel yeah, like yeah. the whole the, the, the whole vibe of yeah. Loki is is like it's like we might dislike our family, but we never really truly hate our family. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? I feel yeah. like Loki's the embodiment of that. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? So we, so he can't he can't ever be too evil. He has to be that that whole you know appealing of the evil where you know, you might not like this on or whatever, but you still love it, right? Like, right, exactly. just as, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's he's all like, "Fuck my yeah. dad, I don't give a fuck." And then like one time, he's like, "My son," he's like, <gasps> "Right, right." Honestly, I wish the family members I didn't like were like mischievous and tried to take over the world and weren't just racist. Anyway, AC, what's your <laughs> just as a quick sidebar? Um, I was I was just gonna say, good job by you, Jake. Um, that. That I think the the Loki character is going to get a refresher, and I oh, think, I this, think so too. this series will definitely. I mean, he better. They gave him a series after I he mean, died. Damn. Again. Yeah, it's, <laughs> if 
it's going to be fun. I will it's gonna say, be fun, for sure. yeah, I, will, I will say that that Disney Plus has not bored me with the series yet. No, yeah, you know what I mean. So yeah, I'm I'm just hyped about Owen Wilson getting into oh, it. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, and as Wanda, you know, uses her shield, whatever. Um, of course, Agatha uses the opportunity to absorb more of her energy, and Wanda slew like she's you know her hands are turning gray or whatever. She's turning like those witches back in Salem, mm-hmm. um, because she's losing mm-hmm. her power. And at this time, it's uh, this is when Hayward and his people show up and they got to, um, you know, get up on the attack and uh, sword vision um, grabs vision. They go to the library together. And this is where uh, it, it cuts in between stuff. But I think we should talk about it now. We learn oh, that yeah. white vision's job is to destroy vision um, destroy and, the true or the real vision. Yes. Destroy the yes. real vision. Yeah. Um, and then they have a discussion because what is the real vision? And now Tyler, you brought it. You want, you want to know if we had talked about this yet. So what yes. about the scene do you want to talk about? The fucking photo Theseus discussion. Like I would have been pissed that, that a duel between two fucking synthesoid supreme beings ended in a philosophical debate, but that philosophical debate is so fucking good. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah. It really yeah. was. Yeah. So, so I'm not even mad at it that way because, you know, it's the whole boat of Theseus discussion. And for those who aren't familiar with it, um, the hypothetical goes, okay, so there's a boat of Theseus and, you know, this is a boat that Theseus sailed on and they put it in a museum. Now the, the planks start rotting. So if the museum replaces the planks, is this still the boat of Theseus, even though it doesn't have the original planks? And for me, I was like, hell no, the original planks are what makes it the boat of Theseus. But then I modernized it, right? Like, I'm a big fucking 87 Monte Carlo fan. One of my favorite cars ever, right? And mm-hmm. if you told me that that there was an 80 Mo- 87 Monte Carlo that, you know, blew the brains out, new engine, new transmission, new suspension, mm-hmm. you know, they they, they, they they picked off some rust, you know, some rusted panels and put new panels on and put new tires on, mm-hmm. is that still an 87 Monte Carlo? And I'll be like, yes, it is. Well, and I think, yeah, yeah, and important no, thing no, about that, you. the thought experiment yeah. too, though, is specifically that it's not all replaced at once. That like mm-hmm. it's if you over time, right. if like over a hundred years you replace every plank, is yeah. it still? Right. Um, which it's kind of funny you say that <laughs> that your instinct, Tyler, is to say no because I've always heard that. And I'm like, yeah, it is because like names are names. I think that that's kind of <laughs> just like a brain thing. Like I just think yeah. like, if it's if you still call it, it still is. Eight, but Jerome, what were you gonna say? Oh no, it was uh, it was a stupid. Uh, joke. I was just going to say, like, I definitely want my classic car, but I also want to be able to k- connect my iPhone. So, like, yeah. I will replace whatever parts p- possible yeah. to make that happen. But, but I think it's uh, your point about it. You were disappointed with a philosophical discussion. I think the thing that's interesting about it is that even though Vision is a synthesoid who can like fly and punch and kick and all these things, the thing that makes him unique among superheroes is that like he's more way more than just that like his the thing yeah. that differentiates him from the other mm-hmm. vendors is that he is a computer basically yes, exactly. and that like the if he were to have to design his ideal way of fighting someone it would be to have a philosophical discussion because he's actually not interested in fighting for fighting sake right so well, I think that you know was, what yeah. actually to that jake like i i don't think of it as much as a fighting technique but just something to his mm-hmm. core like when you go back to civil right. war like vision is not on any side of right or wrong ever. Yeah. He's just yeah. on the side of pure logic. So mm-hmm. if this is what he believes to be true, it's his like it's in his um being to seek out the truth. And if he finds out out of the truth that he's not supposed to kill himself, 
then mm -hmm. he would just not do it. Not because it's the right thing to do, not because it's the wrong thing to do, like on an any ethical standpoint, but just because that's the conclusion you arrive at. And that's, I think, why um, it just works so well. It, like, it makes sense that it would go that way. Like, for anyone who's upset, it it just wouldn't be true to character if it was just them, right. like, Care Bears beaming each other to death. And this is the best part <laughs> I, of it. That's... <laughs> <laughs> that's the best part of the MCU before you go Tyler is that you have so much context from all of these prior films that allows you to know what this character's intentions are so it totally makes sense that he would do something like that think about his speech to th about whether or not he likes or dislikes Ultron he doesn't have anything against Ultron he just knows Ultron needs to be defeated mm -hmm. yes 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 he knows that Ultron poses a bigger threat than anything else on the planet yes. at the moment he yeah. knows that, that a threat must be eliminated absolutely um you know i think i think why why original green and red vision went there is because green or red vision is intellectually curious mm -hmm. he has always yes. been intellectually curious and that's something that <clears throat> that white vision robotic as he's not intellectually curious he's objective driven right mm -hmm. and yeah. and yeah and and i think that um you know original vision saw that you know you, you know being um you know intellectually curious he was like i can i there's no way i can beat this this superior being on my level who thinks the same ways I do, who can manipulate himself the way I the same mm -hmm. way I can to to avoid damage mm -hmm. and such. So so he went to the whole, you know, boat mm -hmm. of, of Theseus discussion because he was like, look, if I can't defeat this person, then maybe I can convince them that this isn't a fight worth ha worth having. Yeah. And so basically the, the, the gist of it is that, you know, they conclude that like the boat of Theseus, simultaneously both of them are not the real vision but they also are yeah. so right what does that mean if his if the white vision's objective is to destroy the real vision and he is the parts of vision but like without the soul or whatever does that mean that he's the real vision um and then uh the real vision uses his magical fingers to basically read to give white vision his memories back um, which I think poses, and I think this is when I think White Vision's coming back at some point. I think oh, when yeah. he comes back, he basically removed from garbage yeah, bin. That I yeah. think <laughs> an interesting concept that I think they're going to explore with it is when he gives him his memories back. Doesn't that, for all intents and purposes, turn him back to just being the regular Vision? Because what is a person? What is what? No, let me say this. What is a person's personality? but their memories and how that makes them interact with upcoming situations. That's yes. a, that's a philosophical I, question that I didn't come up with, but right. I, I and, and, and I'm with you on that. And this is, this is what I think we need to pay attention to is that, you know, the colors of the energy that mm. manifested in these last few episodes, right? Like Wanda is a reality manipulator. Mm -hmm. The reality stone is red, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and when she brought vision back, we saw that Vision came back in the color of the Mind Stone, the golden mm -hmm. amber color, right? And then we saw that when Vision injected, you know, his consciousness into mm -hmm. the White Vision, it was it was that yellow amber color, mm -hmm. right? So I do think that a legitimate piece of um, Vision's consciousness is in that white robotic yeah. Vision. Right. Yeah. Well, I think the question that will <laughs> like that White Vision will be going through at this point is um, is because he understands that his body before this body 
experienced all that, but would he make that attachment or is this information that he can apply? Mm. Because there is mm. a difference between the two. Like, yes. yes, he is inserting memories and they belong to him, but does he actually look at them as memories that he's experienced or memories that he is mm. just aware of? Question. Right. And I should, and I should add, like, basically when the, the white vision situation happens in the comic books uh, afterwards, he, when he meets up with Wanda again, he's like, you know, and he tells even the kids, he goes, you know, Wanda's not my wife and you're not my children. And it's just like, uh, it's a completely different personality. So I'm curious to see, and I'm sure that we will see eventually a reunion between the two, mm-hmm. um, what that would be like. And, it's Gamora. Um, yeah, Gamora and, yeah. And, and Unquil. Yeah, like where she kicks him in the nuts. She knows, but... It wasn't her. She didn't go through it. Yeah. Right. So like, yeah, that that's and that creates that creates like uh, a definite uh, tension point that they can definitely revisit down the line. Yes. So as this is going on, Agatha is causing a ruckus and she lifts up all the sword troops in the air and is, you know, gonna uh, kill them all, I guess. Um, but like, speaking of the colors... Uh, Agatha absorbs energy and power from other witches. Power. What's her color? And the purple. Yeah, the purple stone. Um, from the power stone. I, I, I like where you go. I like where your head's at. I was thinking that as you were saying that. Um, and of yeah. course, you know, Wanda does a nice thing for people once, and she puts these guys down gently. And then she tells her ten-year-old sons to deal with the troops, which is, you know, if they, I get they have superpowers, but still. Um, and uh, <laughs> Tommy makes like his uncle and disarms them with the super speed, and then Monica shows up. And uh, Hayward, this is the moment up. where yeah. you—it's you, the confirmation point that yeah, you know this man does not know what he's doing because he idiot. just sees the two kids, and the first he's just like, "I'm gonna shoot at them," mm-hmm. like, yeah. like not only as a um, just a terrible move because they have that powers, but just the immediate thought of like, "I'm going to shoot children." Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's the absolute worst, but yeah. also he's an idiot. Yes. Yeah. Both. And Both but of, but of course those bullets don't connect because AC. What uh? Who gets in their way? Yeah, Monica Rambeau shows up. Um, you know, re- basically absorbs the energy of the bullets. Um, this feels like more of a spectrum, uh, Monica, than a photon, Monica. Mm-hmm. So, I think that's something to watch going forward in the way that her powers put, were put to use mm-hmm. here. And uh, one bullet flies by her. And uh, Billy Billy catches it with his own powers, which was cool to see. And uh, they they trade a nice little line of dialogue thereafter. I like mm-hmm. your tricks. Hey, you see, uh, it might too. it might be more of a Steph question, just because she knows all things Monica. But like when you say it's more of a spectrum versus photon, does her do her powers actually change? I thought like the way I always read it was just that she would adopt different names, but the powers were always the same. Well, I mean. I mean, I don't like you're probably you're probably right about this. This is a Steph question and we'll get to that on uh, later this week. But um, but in terms of just this was uh, this was me saying spectrum based off of something that um, I read in a review. Right. So I was fo- I was following along those lines. Mm-hmm. I mean, if she's anything like the spectrum of a cable service, I can tell you that she's going to f- well, deliver by a lot. Don't get much. me started about uh, spectrum. <laughs> you know how much <laughs> mail I have to deliver? You know, I spend an hour. It, it, sorry for the digression, but uh, I can talk about this part of my job a little bit. Spectrum sends like all of these cards. Like they have the worst service. They, they <laughs> Their service is terrible. Yet they send all of the... 
they send mail in small mail, uh, plastic cards, and they send it all at the same time in magazines, like all this stuff, like that nobody wants. Everybody yeah. that I talk to who, who uses Spectrum says that they hate it. I mean, I, I can say this as someone who's had Spectrum, but also is from originally from uh, the South and has had Comcast before. Comcast is the worst company in America. Uh, <laughs> it, this it, is it the just singular is. worst. I, I, Tyler, I don't know if you I don't know if you're in I've Comcast country, but it is the yes. worst. It's the I, worst. Yeah, I have DirecTV to avoid Comcast. So yes, yeah. I absolutely. Uh, they were once here, rated. They once TV had like a lower rating. I forget what like horrible group I f- there was a headline once it wasn't like al-qaeda but it was something like al-qaeda where it's like comcast is lower approval rating <laughs> something like that oh, they're really just the worst company in the world um anyway well, so as go. this is uh as this is going mm. on uh hayward runs into his, it gets into his hummer but of course our good friend darcy lewis who would have been in more of the episode of covid didn't happen arrives in the funnel cake truck and smashes the hummer and saves the day as it were um so, you know, I'm glad that, that she got she got to do that. I'm very disappointed we didn't see more of her. But I suspect yeah. she's going to be I, I wish it was a more direct her. call back to Civil War and she would say, congratulations, you're a criminal now. But... <laughs> <laughs> that Don Cheadle line always kills me, man. It's really just, I mean, I love that movie and I love Don Cheadle, but that is just truly just, it's just so bad. Terrible line. Oh, my gosh. You're a criminal. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> um, and so as, after this happens, Vision... Uh, comes and he um, finds his family. You know, he's like, he's happy to have his kids back. And Wanda then turns the tables on Agatha and casts a spell on her, putting her back into the 1600s. Call back to Age of Ultron with her and Tony. That was pretty cool. Yeah. And so, yeah, go talk a little bit about that and how how this kind of plays. Because it's kind of weird how this plays out because it's like stuff that's happening and it is real, but it's also not, it's hard to explain. Yeah, I mean, it was funny because, you know, she she made the reality, brought her back to, to Salem, but then Agatha turns it around on her mm-hmm. and because basically the witches all recognize that she's the Scarlet Witch and, uh, you know, apparently she's hated around those parts, so they start to go after her and um, that was interesting. And then she ends up being tied up mm-hmm. and it was just like a, it, it happened so quickly, but... Um, uh, but I thought this was a very this is a very interesting and, and cool scene because I thought like Wanda was just gonna have the upper advantage from here, but that wily Agatha, she you know, give her credit. Mm-hmm. She she know what she's doing. Yes. But as this is happening, a glowing magical tiara appears on Wanda's head because she's the Scarlet Witch. Um yes. and then Agatha makes a promise that she immediately admits, like two seconds later, that she can't keep that she's gonna make a more perfect Westview. And, you know, prevent Wanda from ever feeling her grief. Um, you know, that's the great thing about lies. You can just say them and you don't have to mean them. So, um, you know, <laughs> shout out to Agatha. But uh, then Wanda, you know, gets, she blasts through this illusion. And, um, you know, then she's all sad and like, you know, Agatha, take my magic. I don't want it. And, uh, you know, she's blasting her with magic, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and, uh, you know, uh then there's the big turn yes. and Jerome, I want mm-hmm. you just cause I I've been talking a lot and I want someone else to have the pleasure of explaining how this scene turns. Wait, wait, which scene are we talking well, about? Where they, when she's she... blasting with the magic in the sky. Oh. And then... um, it's pretty simple. Uh, mm-hmm. It seems like Agatha has the upper hand or the higher ground. And uh, suddenly, you know, Wanda pulls the Uno reverse card on her mm-hmm. and it's done. Mm-hmm. 
It's a wrap at yeah. that point. It, yeah. And uh, like, I, I think there's a point where she, so she completely manifests and has essentially like a full Phoenix moment of turning into Scarlet Witch. Um, and it, it, it's very classic hero moment. I feel like I need to watch it a couple of times over and over because, you know, you're talking about Agatha going back on her word. I feel like 15 minutes ago, Wanda's yelling at her, like, I'm not this person. This is not who I am. And mm-hmm. suddenly just being like, yeah, I'm that bitch. Um, and then just, I mean, when you're that bitch, you can't help. I, I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like she, but like, she completely takes her. It honestly, I don't even care about what's being said because, like, when she turns into Scarlet Witch and the costume that she has coming out of it, like, she looks moment. amazing. Like, That's it's so moment. cool. I mean, and the thing that I really love, though, is I love oh shit moments. Like, where you're like, I mean, I, I obviously they already say oh shit. And yeah. when when you just see like Wanda kind of look like self smug and self satisfied, and Agatha thinks she has the upper hand, and then she's kind of like confused by nothing's working, and you just see the runes appear on the back, you're like, Oh shit, she got her. Yes. Yeah, like yeah. I just love shit like it's that. And the way it was shot is like I was like that no words had to be said. It was great. Um Tyler, I like I, yeah, that though. it looks I, I like that I can't tell if this is the bor- birth of a hero or a villain. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Um, but Tyler, how did you feel like that moment played cinematically? I think we lost Tyler. Um, I will say this uh backtrack and rewinding. Okay, mm-hmm. go. Yeah. Oh well, Tyler's okay. uh, going in and out. I will say this, like oh, okay. Still uh, no, it's still not. It's still uh, it's, uh, it must uh, be uh, the Comcast. Um, uh, I mean, I know you use DirecTV. But this is what happens when you slander all your internet yeah, service honestly, providers. Honestly, that's the problem. <laughs> yeah. All internet's good. Uh, all internet's great. We love the service. Like. Um, um, but yeah, so the. Yeah. I, I just love the moment. And did you mention the outfit and stuff? And she, uh, you know, is fully in mm. Scarlet Witch mode. Tremendous. Um, it is kind of fun how, like, they kind of tease forever the fact that uh, Elizabeth Olsen wasn't going to wear the classic Scarlet Witch outfit. And obviously, this is not like the incredibly, you know, terrible old school of it. But in, in, the, in the history of costumes, especially yeah. like that, we can look at her in the context of she is a, a, a non X Men X Men. Like, mm. I mm-hmm. I remember when the the first singer X-Men came out and they were in all this like very hard to tell the difference between anyone like black leather uh, mm-hmm. suits. And they even make the joke at one point, like, what did you expect? Yellow spandex. And I remember then as a kid, even watching, I'm like, yeah, I want them to look like the fucking X-Men. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, so yeah. Um, Obviously, like it can be very cartoonish when you go to that level. And uh, Marvel has done a really good job of, you know, balancing in between. But, you know, now that we're blowing up the world and going into all these other directions, like, no, like, look at Spider-Man. This Spider-Man looks like Spider-Man. Like, and you want to keep all that things going. Iron Man looks like Iron Man. Like, Thor looks like Thor. Um, And it's cool. Like, it is... Uh, it could be campy, uh, how her, like we saw it in the Halloween episode, like how she could end up looking, but she looks so good and looks like the Scarlet Witch at the same time. Yeah, exactly. And I'm going to keep talking because Tyler's currently joining again and I want to be able to cut back to him. And so I can ask what thought he was doing. And this is, <laughs> I, he's taking longer to load than I thought he was going to. And this is exactly why I wouldn't be a good U.S. Senator because I'm not particularly good at filibustering. Um, as I was saying, uh-huh. I, I really made a huge mistake. I really uh-huh. should not have thought that I could talk long enough. Um uh-huh. 
But no, I think your point's correct though about the outfits, outfits and stuff is that there's a certain, I think that Marvel smartly knows that they can have their cake and eat too because yep. they simultaneously can make Doctor Strange look the way he does. Bring and back then have the gloves. Tony Stark Bring back then, his yellow gloves. But then have Tony yeah. Stark make fun of the way he looks. You know what I mean? Like exactly. they can have their cake and eat it. Yeah. They don't have to uh, be self-serious. Like the, the, the stuff can be silly in universe, even if it's, you know, um, you know, actually worn by the actual characters. Yeah. Yeah, I do like that throughout the show that they kind of teased it. Like in episode six, we see her wearing the OG costume. Mm -hmm. So like the fact that they went to it at the end was a nice little treat because it's like you're thinking like, oh, that was just like a little nod as a little Easter egg mm -hmm. for the folk. But then you get a full on uh, full blown Scarlet Witch, um, not only outfit, but name and everything. Um, yeah, I thought I thought that part was gratifying for people who are watching this series and expecting like an evolution of the character. So that, like, that was really cool. I, I don't imagine that they're bringing him back for the big stuff, but uh, I wouldn't be opposed to it just to see uh, Scarlet Witch show back up and Hawkeye reacting to it. Because mm -hmm. like, let's remember, since like Age of Ultron, mm -hmm. Hawkeye was kind of her like mini mentor to like get her into the fold of things. So mm -hmm. it would be funny to see her come back and him just being completely flabbergasted. Yeah, you know what I think he probably would say? Heaven don't have a name. All right, I'm gonna insert heaven don't have a name right there. Um, all right, Tyler, what was your point you're making before you were so rudely interrupted by your internet service provider? Before technology tried to hinder my point. Um, I will say that, you know, I I enjoyed the way that shit played out, but I will say that the whole um the whole dialogue at the end of the, the second to last episode with you are the Scarlet Witch. That shit was like a little too that shit was so cringy to me. I was like, ah, Yeah, it's too much. Yeah, right. Like we, we all know who the fuck Wad is, man. But I guess you gotta spell that out for people who don't know. So, I, I'm do, do you think they were in the writer's room, like trying to find like an actual more natural way to go about it? And they're just like, just just make her call her that. <laughs> I, I don't think <laughs> like, so. Because I think the reason they did it the way they did it is I think that they want to make it, they want to distinguish that the Scarlet Witch is not a nickname that she has. Yeah. It's that it's like a title. It's like a thing. It's, it's, yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. right. It's, now, it's a, a, right. a tweet my good friend John Barr uh tweeted with any this is a point he made which i think is correct after episode eight where he's like they made a big deal of that and for a second i'm like wait wasn't that what she was called the whole time because you forget that the character yeah. everyone outside of the movies knows she's called the Scarlet totally Witch, but you forget that she's never actually been called that in the movies you know do you think right, we're gonna get right. a call back with peter parker where he's gonna do another fake um name right right right, right. oh i thought we were using our real names <laughs> not <laughs> strange that's, that's honestly that. honestly that line makes me like smile every single time and it's, oh, it's in the great. trailer and i still love it yeah. um, tom is tom is the most perfect spider-man ever oh, oh by far we can so spend great. the rest yeah, of the episode going through that. yeah yeah those later later you know we have this conversation any day of the week um and Anyway, uh, so, you know, now uh, Ag uh, Agatha's basically incapacitated and, um, you know, Agatha's like, oh, you're going to lock me up? And she says, no, that she's going to turn her into what she was pretending to be, a nosy neighbor. And so she turns her back into Agatha, I mean, Agnes, and she says, Alana, I mean, this is just, this is why Catherine Hunt's so perfect, because she seamlessly goes back into, like, what is it? Oh, did someone leave the oven, oven open, or is that you? You look uh, hot. <laughs> <It's just> unbelievable. 
I with like a little hint of like a person trapped in their own prison mm-hmm. like you can tell yeah. like that yeah. short yeah, in her there. Eyes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 that was a good little was good. there and it's like no go home okie dokie artichokey which is i just uh. i mean great stuff like the, the great i just i just love how quickly it just it, it works it works um which is of course what uh wanda good. says to vision in uh, infinity war I think, right? It works. It yeah. works. I think that's lame. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is. You know, just, I, I, I know stuff. Good little and, callback uh, by you. Good job, Jay. I know, yeah. I, you, you know, I'm a regular callbacker. Uh, and then, <laughs> so they have the family reunites. Um, and Wanda's like, you know, uh, she's realizes she has to set everything back to normal. And so the barrier slowly caving in. Um and it's really unclear how long it's taking because it feels like it's going pretty fast, but it like night fully falls <laughs> by the time it gets to the house. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. It, it like it shifts all over the place at that point. But I think once you get to that final episode, you're not really paying attention to how no, much time it's actually passing. Yeah. yeah um, no, it's, it's such a, it's such a beautiful scene. I mean, like let's, can we start talking about Vishon or not? Uh, yeah. One more scene. <laughs> Cause they say goodnight. They say goodnight to the kids. Sure. Um, sure. And Wanda's like, we couldn't leave you. We, we couldn't leave you if they tried, um, which I think partially is true, but also because, you know, they're in her head kind of. Um, and she's like, I want to thank you for choosing me to be your mother, um, you know, which is not how that works, but it is maybe with her. Who knows? Um, I, with with that line anyway, like, I was just like, I don't get it, but I'm very touched right now. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. I don't know. if it, AC, is there more going on there? Like, is there like a storyline yes. where? I felt, I oh, felt like. I, I felt like the line where, you know, Vision said that we've said goodbye before. So, you know, the numbers will say that we will say hello again. I think mm. that was a very logical way of looking at the possibility of an afterlife and, and you know, things continuing after we pass on from this life. So, mm. you know, yeah. I thought that. Yeah. Yeah. So that line hit me pretty hard because I, that, like I said, it felt like a logical examination of what happens after we leave this life. I mean, I, as yeah. someone who was raised Catholic, I could just tell you that there's no way that a synth is always made into heaven, but I appreciate the thought. <laughs> 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 Sorry, AC, but I keep you, interrupting your points with dumb no, jokes. No, it's all, all good, guys. It's all good. Um, no, what I was going to say was, like, you saying about hinting at a future storyline. I mean, the, I mean, we got a few minutes before we get to the post credit scene, but that kind of tells you the story, like, yeah. of what is going to happen with the kids. Like, she, there's a, there's a whole multiverse thing at play here where, um, you know, her drawing on the dark hole to mm-hmm. be able to bring the kids back is probably going to cause whatever problem mm-hmm. um, that either Strange or mm-hmm. whoever the villain in the Strange movie is going to be. And yeah. as I've been saying the last couple of days, your man Mordo is, I'm telling you, the mm-hmm. as soon as he hears something about chaos magic, mm-hmm. uh, Tyler, he's going to be like a belly with the man with the banana in his mouth. He's like, <laughs> I don't like that shit. I don't <laughs> like that shit. <laughs> Well, I'm a little offended like that you think I haven't seen Belly. That's fucked up. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. Belly. I... Thank you very much. Uh, no, but yeah, I, 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 okay, now we can talk about Vishon. I was going to wait for Jerome to get back. So, of course, Vision in this scene wears a turtleneck, uh, well, like a sweater, and people photoshopped a chain onto him. And I'll be, it just honestly, just some great memes. And I, I don't know. I, it just made me laugh a lot. Um, you know. Great stuff. It, I have nothing else to say. It's insanely funny. I like, I, I always try to figure out, I mean, this one here, you know, when it came to baby Yoda, I think to a degree, they knew what they were on there, 
but everything that has like happened with vision throughout this whole season like shout out the internet honestly yeah <laughs> yeah i think that that, is, that was great <laughs> It, it, it was so like every every fucking meme was hilarious. Me and Wanda don't talk yeah. like that no more. Was oh my god! Yeah, the, the one that I the one I retweeted from Ify Nwadiway, who of course by this one I note as a side note, uh, Tyler, who definitely cheated in that spelling bee. Just FYI, but uh, I, I was watching. You know, he definitely cheated. We'll talk. I, later. I, yeah, yeah. I I cannot comment due to how much of a conflict of interest it will be as I was one of the finalists. But yeah. yes, continue. Yeah, but what he tweeted where it's like you know Wanda's my ba- my children's mother but we and we're just conversing we haven't initiated relationship <laughs> protocols I, I mean it's, I, it's it's not just the sweater though it's his look and everything it's oh so it's entirely i mean it's the fit of the sweater it's all of it um my favorite is what is drip if not swag persevering <laughs> god the internet is really just great sometimes honestly um and this show has been really great for memes it's like i don't know i feel like it's kind of crazy and i talked about this last week that after the first two episodes of the show, everyone was so worried, like, will non-big Marvel fans get into it? And now, of course, like, Marvel's like, I, I can't do Kevin Feige was laughing at all those takes of, like, is this too alienating? It's like, you know damn well that this is going to be the biggest thing in culture by the time it ends. Like, and ev- this is the biggest show, you know, and f- I mean, I think that this probably, I don't know if more people watch it, but I feel like there's more conversations about this that on a week-to-week basis than The Mandalorian. Like, you know, yeah. it just yeah. was, this is the biggest show in a while, and I think this the the vishan is really the culmination i think, I think the other thing the too thing. like mandalorian really succeeded in spite of just star wars not exactly being on top of its game overall like yeah. marvel is just the top of the top at this point yeah. like it's beyond so mm-hmm. um there there's just nothing niche about marvel anymore yeah and i think and i think the thing that it speaks to with the show is that you know it wasn't like you think about until this episode we didn't really get like a whole lot of action per se. There wasn't like fight scenes galore or anything through the first eight episodes. And, you know, like the, this was about story. So like when you get all of these character driven moments and stuff like that, you get the memes, you get the Agatha wink um, as a, as a GIF or or a meme or anything like that. You have all, you have all of these uh, great moments that people can call back to. And it's just a, it's a different show. So Mm -hmm. I think it allows other people who are like more casual or even not MCU to, to get in there Mm -hmm. and kind of, you know, find like, Mm -hmm. find like some common ground as far as the series was concerned, because it's just so different because it combines all of the aspects of Mm -hmm. television and um, superhero lore without actually giving you the superhero Mm -hmm. lore until the end. Yeah. And so, the, as Tyler mentioned, they have this the goodbye scene where Vision uh, has his T one T what is it T eight hundred moment where he now knows why they cry, um, and he says it's here, and uh, they kiss, and then you know the house goes back to being ruined. Wanda goes into the town, and uh, everyone's glaring at her again. And I just want to bring up a tweet from our former guest on the show, Jason Kirk, who pointed out that the very least Wanda could have done was manifested the town of Waterpark. Like, you know, just nice. give yeah. something like you kind of just lets them be like, yeah, you can make mad out of thin air. Give a gift to the people you can. Yeah, if, if, if you're traumatized brand. by her magic, are you at all thrilled? With, if, like if you just see her head, hand start glowing, I'm pretty sure you're just going to like. I'll say this. If you're from New out. Jersey and what she is making is a water park, then you are OK about it. Yeah. All right. Fair I mean, enough. <laughs> that's not even, I mean, that's not even a bad stereotype. Like people in New Jersey just loving amusement parks. Like there's a million of them and it's a tiny yeah. state. Um, but, uh, yeah. And then she has a little conversation with Monica, which, you know, honestly, I'm not really, underst- 
I, I wish there was, I, I wanted yeah. more from this conversation, honestly. I didn't think it was great because the way that they framed it, it made it just like, in the way that Monica was speaking to her, it was kind of like, they don't understand what you gave up. And it's like, I don't know. Like, Wanda did some pretty terrible shit. Like, and she made up a family. I don't know if people are going to be, yeah. like, really cool with the idea. Is that... Monica Rambo also, like, a Thanos truther at this point? If she's, like, just justifying <laughs> all this sacrifice? Everybody except Carol. Yeah. Everybody except Carol. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think that, I think you're right. And I think that there's almost, she'd almost position her as, like, trying to forgive, in a position to forgive Wanda. And I know that Steph's going to have a lot to say about this. But it kind of feels like she as a full-fledged character like that kind of feels like it doesn't feel like that should be a responsibility like it, it actually seems pretty give. different from her care like what she was saying yeah. throughout the like season up until that point you like, know she what it gets felt like? it but yeah yeah no you're right you're right you know what it felt like it felt like they had developed monica's characters to a certain point and then they just decided to hit pause mm-hmm. during this episode and just like, okay, we're not doing anything further here. We're just going to go standard, standard, yeah. standard. Well, and Tyler's then we've done like enough how, here. How like, yeah. Wanda should be handling trauma. That's exactly what Monica was representing all season. And then it, it felt like a bit of a retcon at the end there. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that they needed someone to forgive her and uh, yeah. Monica was there. And that's the problem where you they let the, what the story needed dictate what her character did rather than what her character would do. Is exactly. a big problem. Actually, in a way, it would have been better if um, Monica, Monica had like kind of shown her kind of a little bit of the cold shoulder to a degree, mm-hmm. kind of tease mm-hmm. a little showdown in the future. And you knew who could have given a light, merry way. And you, you know, could have given like a lighthearted, like it's not all bad. One Darcy Lewis could have been like, you know what, I because she watched the show, she could be like, I know what you gave up. You know, I'm I'm, I'm past right. kidding, but it's also like, you no, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, it's not, it's not, a, it's yeah. not a bad idea. Um, and so, uh, you know, she flies away, and. Uh, Jimmy then, of course, takes charge of the cleanup. We learned that Darcy's not there because of COVID. I mean, because she didn't want to be, uh, you know, side character. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, uh, Ben Rodriguez, uh, agent of S.W.O.R.D., uh, calls Monica into a nearby theater. And uh, AC, you were positing this before. You you, you know, you, uh, I think you saw this coming, right, with the scroll? Oh, yeah, most definitely. Like, we have multiple storylines going with the uh not only captain marvel 2 but secret invasion that's obviously going to be a huge series that i think um will definitely do something different with it with the mcu bringing that story to the screen and i look forward to seeing what fury and uh talos do together and not only them but the skrulls the kree monica perhaps um and other heroes that they bring in and then obviously we we have the captain marvel 2 storyline kind of set with Monica not exactly being too happy with Carol at the moment. The reason for that, we don't know for sure, um, but I'm sure we will find out when we get there. So uh, otherwise, besides, like you can make the argument that the middle episodes from the time that Monica's really shown, they did a good job in developing her character and growing the character to a degree. They even gave her a hero moment in episode seven. yeah, they kind of paused it here in the finale. But I am looking forward to seeing what they do with her character yeah. further. And I think she has shown that um, not only she can be a vehicle for 
for uh, Captain Marvel, but I think she can be, be her own vehicle too, whether it's a series or a movie, because I, I think uh, Tiana Paris has a lot, you know, has a lot to offer from that standpoint. As yeah, well, absolutely. So. And speaking of the character, uh, Tyler, what, what are you looking forward to with Monica Rambeau? Um, you know, because I think that this is a character that I wasn't familiar with going into this, and I'm really excited to see what happens. I really hope she gets her own stuff um, beyond just being, you know, second or third fiddle to Carol Danvers. Yeah, um, well, when you have someone who's just, you know, s- such a hard-up government agent, the obvious way for that character be- to become interesting is them finding out that, you know, the government lied to them, misled them, and they turn mm-hmm. on that shit, right? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, I, and I think that's the way that, um, you know, Photon or, you know, her, her Monica Rambeau's um, legacy is going to go here is that she's not going to be a company woman here. No. Absolutely not. She's going to be awakened somehow some way and you know turn on the on you know how the government has been you know lying to her manipulating her and she's going to you know be someone who, who just strikes out on her own you know and and if and if it's striking out on her own against captain marvel or towards miss mm-hmm. marvel and you know captain marvel that's to be seen yeah and so she gets told by scroll that uh you know an old friend is uh wants to meet her in space um, which is always fun. I wish it old, I wish I had old friends who were trying to meet me in space. And then the second post credit scene, we're in a cabin, uh, and Wanda is making like our good friend Kermit and sipping the tea, and she goes inside, and of course another version of her in Scarlet Witch garb is reading the Darkhold. Um, and uh, oh boy, let's talk about that. There's a couple yes. things I want to say right fast. Um, all right, so we get not only we get not only the astral projection of Wanda, she's already learned how to do the astral projection. Remember, Agatha tells uh, Wanda that the Scarlet Witch is stronger and more powerful than the Sorcerer Supreme. Uh, one Doctor Strange. So I am looking forward to seeing Sir, those AC, two tank. I was yeah. reading two different things just because you mentioned that. Yes, is. Doctor Strange, at, like, is he the Sorcerer Supreme, or is that still not a thing no. yet? Like, he hasn't achieved that level yet. Well, it feels like because um, because of what happened to the Ancient One, that right. he's kind of de facto taken over as the Sorcerer Supreme. So now, like, he yeah. hasn't officially been named that. But... Okay, yeah. See, like, that was the part because I, when they said it and they mentioned it earlier in the episode, I was like, oh, that's Doctor Strange. And then I was reading elsewhere, it was just like he's not technically designated as such quite yet yeah, he, so right yeah. yeah he hasn't been officially named that uh, that as of yet but when we talk about in marvel his resume is in but he hasn't cleared all the interviews yeah there you go cool. and um so the funny funny little thing as we are as we are seeing wanda in astral form uh reading the dark holds we know that we hear two things we hear the doctor strange theme from the end of uh doctor strange's the credits play and we also hear both Billy and Tommy asking for their mom. So this, you know, the suspicion here is, is that she's trying to bring them back. So I think she's gonna going to succeed because Billy and Tommy are going to be playing a role down the line, along with a lot of these other characters that we'll be able to talk about as we go uh, forward with Young Avengers. But um, yeah, I thought that was pretty cool, and it was a very ambiguous ending for Wanda because it kind of shows that, regardless of that moment where she realized she has to give up her family, she's still going back to get the kids. And at what cost is this? It's like it her leads Bucky. Us to the multiverse of madness. So yeah, so I'm oh, very excited. Yeah, I I think that that's a fair comparison, Jerome. It's her Bucky. Um, and yeah, so that's how the episode ends. 
Um, we're going to be doing a full series recap with Stephanie Williams later this week. Um, and, but uh, Tyler, I just want to get your general thoughts of looking back on it as a whole. What uh, what will you take away from WandaVision and how do you think it performed as the first Disney Plus series out of the gate? I thought it was extremely brave for Disney Plus to let their first Marvel rollout be a series about dealing with grief and how you can't run from your trauma and how you have to face it head on and how a family woman loses her husband and her children knowingly and willingly. Like that was some big shit for Disney Plus to roll out there, like for their first, you know, introduction to to, to their Marvel series. So um, I'm, I, I'm very much pleased with the way that this played out and I'm looking forward to how the rest of these series played out. And if this was like the whole, you know, this is as, as this, this is us putting the kitty gloves on, you know, for this series to kind of get everyone in. I'm very much intrigued on how the rest of these series are going to play out. Yeah. Th- there's no, how is this the shallow end of the pool? Yeah. Right. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And remember they weren't originally supposed to start with this because, and I think that's like, you know, and it, it, there's two things like it goes to show you one, uh, the type of steps that they were willing to take and be some, you know, out of a bad situation, everything that's happening in the world. Um, getting this first was very refreshing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I myself personally found myself so engaged in this show in a way that I'm not sure I will be engaged the exact same way in uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, though I know I'm going to enjoy it, mm-hmm. but it's just not going to be the same as this. This was special, like it, yeah. like in a way that was different, um, you know, specifically not only for Marvel, but I think television, because it's just it's just very difficult to try something like this uh, that we're not used to and to do it in a way that I felt like ultimately was successful. 100%. Yeah. And so... Uh, like I said, we're gonna be talking more about the series uh, come later this week, um, and so you know, I just want to thank everyone for tuning in. I want to thank very much Tyler, aka Dragonfly Jones, for coming yes. back on and sharing his thoughts. Appreciate y'all having me, man. Uh, thank you so much. Of we appreciate you coming on, um, and yeah, anytime. And I also want to uh, tell everyone to follow the show at MC University Pod and follow the panelists. Jerome, where can people follow you? Uh, you can find me at Black Dragon Roll on uh, Twitter and Instagram. And uh, like I said last week, I just, uh, I'd be doing things. He does be doing things. That's the thing that he does. <laughs> and AC, he'll follow you. First of all, before I even say anything, Jerome, you're too modest. You do a lot more, man. Right. This is just, look at this guy going to that, going to the athletic and just kind of. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah. <laughs> right, I was gonna say. I thought I saw Jerome hop on with the athletic like last week. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah. Okay. Fine. Um, I'm starting at the end of the month i will i know be, you're uh, so modest Jordan, for the but athletic. listen we got we got we got um, applaud we'll our friends when they do that. great things yeah, man. man thank you thank you thank so. you and and of course you, you, i'll you be doing things there as well <laughs> yeah yes exactly you can follow me on twitter at anthony Cantor underscore three <laughs> if you want to read anything that i write um go to uh murphy's multiverse.com um, at uh, Murph's Multiverse on Twitter. Yes, sir. Um, I wrote a WandaVision, re- WandaVision kind of like series overview. Um, I'll do a lot of pop culture and superhero TV and film there. Uh, I have a lot of stuff coming up on Falcon and the Winter Soldier next week. I'll be doing recaps for that show. 
And um, yeah, a lot of other things there. So if you if you want to read my stuff, then uh, yeah, that's the place to go. Absolutely. And you can follow me on Twitter at the Jay Christie. You can listen to my other podcast with Andre Brewer, where we talk about the USA Naval Regional Series, Monk called No Funk and Strictly Monkin. At some point, I'm going to get that just saying that in three seconds flat, and I'm going to be very proud of it. And then the show will be over. Um, and yeah, hot fire. I, exactly. Uh, but yeah, keep listening to this show. Rave if you subscribe. And um, we're going to be doing this next week, but we're going to be doing a uh, mailbag. Uh, and we're going to be recording next Tuesday. So tweet us questions, um, you know, and we'll get to them. Tweet hopefully. us takes. T- tweet yeah, tweet us, us takes. Um, and we, yeah, just the voicemails. Are yeah, we voicemails the voicemails too. We'll yeah, we do. I mean, yeah. So voice, send voicemails we'll to mcuniversitypodcast at gmail.com. And yeah. Um, but until then, I want to thank at you, Michael Springthorpe. Absolutely. Yes, please do. Uh, <laughs> he's going to be so insufferable that we mentioned in my name. Um <laughs> For Tyler, for Jerome, for Anthony, I'm Jay Christie. Uh, Thank you for listening. Talk to you guys later.